Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Well, Tyler, I'm chilling, you know, just uh, chilling in my home, not too far from it. Very nice, very nice. Did you uh, have a good 4th of July weekend? Oh, I did. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. Had some good food. Uh, Did you happen to catch any movies? Well, now that you mention it, I caught a few. Yeah? Uh, Well, one in particular that I think we should uh, heavily discuss. I don't know if we should, you know, talk about it for the rest of the show, but it was Spider-Man Far From Home. You're absolutely right. I saw that movie as well, and you're right. I feel we should talk about it. I guess that's enough playing around. If you listened to last week's episode, you know we're probably going to talk about it. And we both saw it. We both have our thoughts about it. If you somehow don't know what this movie is... It is another Spider-Man movie. What a shock. The it second is the, one of the universe. Yes, it is the second one of the Tom Holland series, uh, the second one in the MCU, and it is officially the end of Phase 3 for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. With that being said, Mike, what did you think of Far From Home? Well, what I liked about it is that it was actually Far From Home. It is. Um, the plot was pretty well done. Nothing too crazy but it still keeps you interested nonetheless. Another nice part about it is the acting from everyone was just phenomenal. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on this this movie. I would say this movie surprised me in how good it was. I knew it was going to be good, but just how good it was. And as someone j- just from the start of this when I when the first teaser trailer came out, I loved the idea because I'm a fan of Spider-Man. And I was really interested in putting him in a different setting from New York. Now I understand he's the New York hero, you know, New York City hero, and all that, and that's fine. But after how many movies in New York, the video game that came out is in New York. It's nice to see Peter Parker, Spider-Man, dealing with oh somewhere else. Yeah, he's dealing with events in Europe, around Europe, and I thought that was pretty cool. The comedy in the movie, it kind of just starts off after the first scene, just laughs on laughs and it is serious when it needs to be especially toward the end of the movie but for the first half it really is just it's almost kind of a comedy pretty much which just makes sense because they are high schoolers i thought the way they handled the snap or i guess now the blip it was a bit funny i would have liked a bit more detail on it like they kind of just brushed it aside after five minutes yeah it was kind of like All right, we're going to talk about this once, and we're never going to talk about it again. What I would have liked, I think this is like top-tier movie, but I would have liked if there was a more... Closure? No, just the effect of it was more. Like, at the beginning, they had the fundraiser, right? For people that were lost their homes due to this. But in Europe, everything seems fine. So I would have liked if there was a couple things in the corner, like on the screen when they were in Europe, that's like, oh, everything's still not back to normal. From what I saw, Europe was doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, because it was pretty much only half of America that went, right? Not actually half the universe? Uh, Well, no, it was half the universe. I I know. I was making a point that it seems like the snap only happened in America. Yeah. Because they didn't focus on any other countries dealing with the snap. How did the other countries, like, go about it? Even in America, even at the beginning, like, besides the fundraiser, you don't see much. Which I think is a shame. Because if they're, they are trying to sell this a little bit as like, oh, you got to see this after Endgame. Not really. It really doesn't deal with much. No. Yeah. If you haven't Except. seen Endgame, 
there's going to be some spoilers, but what Peter Parker has to deal with. Pretty much. It was basically, it was Peter Parker's conclusion of Infinity War. Yes. Yes. How he deals with what happens at the end of Endgame, that's the main connection to it. Otherwise, everything is basically like a Spider-Man movie. What did you think of the suits? Because they've introduced quite a few suits. They still had the Iron Spider from Endgame, Infinity War. They had the one from Homecoming. But they had the... uh, they had a few few new ones. I was a little unsettled by the fact of uh, we didn't really see the Iron Spider that much, and you would think that would be his main suit, considering it's so intuitive and pretty much it's better in every way than his original suit that Tony Stark gave him. But he ends up using the original suit more. True, but it, it, they wrote it out fine because he never wanted the original suit anyway. He only used it because he needed to, and then. If you saw when they showed the Iron Spider suit, it looked like it was in the jar, right? Like it's moving around. So obviously you can't just bring that on the plane. You know, TSA is going to get you for that. Which personally, I didn't mind. I like the design of the Iron Spider. But whenever they do a close-up on Tom Holland's face and like the neck, the suit just looks off. It throws me off. Yeah, because I believe the suit is completely CGI. Oh, it's completely CGI, yes. But it's just... Details on it, like, bug me, so I prefer an actual suit. Agreed. Uh, I was personally a fan of the the last suit that he used in the uh, in, yeah. in England. Uh, the Night Monkey one, as they dub it. Eh, the stealth, late, stealth, lazy. Yeah. Stealth suit wasn't anything great. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I enjoyed it. You know, Nick Fury doesn't have that taste, you know? No. I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was nowhere near as good as the final suit we see, which is kind of a mix between the Iron Spider and um, the, the normal suit. And the stealth suit, actually. It's kind of a mix of all three. It kind of is, yeah. But I'd say, before we continue, are you okay with uh, getting into some spoiler details about the movie? Well, of course. All right. right yep, yep. All right. So if you haven't watched the movie yet, please stop and come back later. Or if you don't care, then just keep listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I feel we have to get on to the next main topic. That's Jake Gyllenhaal. Mysterio. The one and only. How mysterious his performance was. Is he a uh, hero? I, Is he a villain? I gotta say. The world may never know. Unless <laughs> I mean, you're a natural Spider-Man fan. Yes. If you... Not even just oh. Spider-Man fan. If you know who Jake Gyllenhaal usually plays in movies, he's a bit of a crazy person. If you're a Spider-Man fan, like you said, you know Mysterio's a villain. Simple as that. Like... I will say props to Sony marketing for not fucking this one up. Sony marketing is notorious for straight up spoiling stuff in movies as they advertise it, especially for Homecoming. So I'm glad that they didn't mess this up. They did try to sell the fact that, oh, he's a new hero, which he's not. But did you feel did you feel he was kind of meta? Like, think about it. When he's when it's revealed, he's Mysterio. He's wearing a mocap suit that. The actors would actually use in superhero movies as he pretends to be a superhero. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. I thought that was real funny. I did like how, once again, basically Peter Parker's got to deal with Tony Stark's mess. As these are all disgruntled employees from, you know, Stark Industries. And even that the bald guy that was back from Iron Man 1, I'm surprised they went that far back. Yeah, so am I. I mean, they really kind of brought everyone back for, from this. Yeah. Because they didn't have to, but I like the throwback. As did I. Um, 
but yeah, no, I thought Mysterio killed it. Uh, he was definitely in a couple scenes really, really good. I thought the bar scene stood out and the scene in Berlin where Spider-Man first faces him, that yeah. uh, the illusion scene there reminds me of Doctor Strange in a good way. And I liked how his powers were kind of believable with the drones. You know, it it is believable in modern day, you know. It's not like the comic book version where it's like, oh, he just uses a bunch of mirrors and it confuses you. No, this shit makes sense with the technology we have. It does. Now, a small nit- nitpick question, but all of those drones were Stark drones, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. So did the Avengers know Tony had a bunch of killer drones just waiting up in space? Probably not. Probably compartmentalized it. Yeah, probably did, because I, I don't think... It, definitely before Civil War. I don't think Captain America would be cool with that. Oh, definitely not. Good old Cap would have had a heart attack. Uh-huh. Oh, you thought the Ultron robots were bad. There you go, thinking again. Uh, so the other villains, the Elementals. I thought they were they were cool-looking, but they were also kind of... Uh, they were kind of boring, obviously. Well, toward... due to the fact that they didn't ex- actually exist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're okay, but they're kind of, they were generic, but I guess it makes sense in the Mysterio sense that since he's controlling everything, it makes sense, whatever. And I, I guess another important part of the movie we didn't talk about yet is MJ, yeah. which is, I thought their relationship was, they had good chemistry. It was very believable. It was very awkward preteen-esque. Yes, yes. You got that awkward high school teenage, you know. Do they like me? Do they not like me? Back and forth. And it played off well. It did. It's very believable. Yeah. Um, and yes. And I, I like this take on MJ where... She's not popular. I, I'm just going to say she's more useful. Oh, okay. I was going to say the stereotypical MJ where she's like super popular. Mm-hmm. Basically every kid's dream. No, but you bring up a, a good point too. Like Zendaya as this version of MJ is more closed off and has a lot of dark humor. A lot. Which, that dark humor is right up my alley, but you're right. The more popular people would not be for that. Um, so it is nice to see how, over time, she does open up more to Peter. Yes, indeed. And I think if I had to pick out a favorite scene in the entire movie, is when Happy shows up to pick up Peter. I love the entire thing. I love Peter breaking down. Happy there's to help him out. And you get the throwback of... Peter building his own suit and Happy's getting that flashback how he's just like Tony. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite scenes as well. Just because it was like you said, a throwback. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it was really like he is taking up the Iron Man mantle. He is. And of course, you couldn't forget the beautiful Led Zeppelin music. <laughs> oh yeah. That that was just like God damn it. I, I know you're a teenager and stuff, but Come on. It was funny, but also, like, dude, you have Spotify, Apple Music, you can't just look this shit up? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of an issue for me that this version of Peter Parker, and he's a nerd, but doesn't know the titles of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I guess he's a nerd in a different sense. I mean, like, that just goes back to toward the beginning of the movie, when he first meets everyone, and he just starts freaking out about the multiverse. Yeah. It's like, damn, you, you put this kid in the right situation, he's fucking smart. Yeah, until you, you know talk about a movie that he would absolutely know considering him and Ned built a lego death star yeah lego death star yeah 
just don't know the episode names, but okay. Maybe that's just an error amongst different directors and writers throughout the franchise. Now, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up yet, but I guess I will. J.K. Simmons is back as Jameson. How do you feel about that? Well, we only got a quick little snippet of it, so we're going to have to see more Mm -hmm. before I can really divulge into my feelings. But from the short minute clip they had of him, they're basically taking the PS4 version of him and putting him in real life in that he is a lunatic, kind of. Yeah. On the internet, in the PS4 game, he had a podcast. Here he has a website video. He seems to be uh, channeling the Alex Jones type character where he's just crazy about everything. I guess it works in modern day because if you look at modern day, newspapers aren't that big. So a crazy guy at a newspaper demanding photos of Spider-Man isn't really going to connect with people. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah. I just hope they don't pigeonhole themselves too much into Alex Jones because he's starting to like become less and less popular and known. So... And it's probably going to turn the character into just annoying and not necessarily, like, a good plot device. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's ever watched some Alex Jones, like, if you just laugh at him, it's funny for a few minutes, but then he gets in some crazy shit and it gets annoying. So I just hope they don't do that with uh, Jameson. Yeah, that would be quite the issue. It would. We've been singing its praises here. But, Mike, do you have any negatives? About the movie. Negatives, negatives, negatives. Let me think. If you need to think, I got one right now. Oh, yeah, I do have a negative. All right, go ahead. I wasn't too big of a fan that Nick Fury wasn't actually Nick Fury. God damn it, you took my negative. (laughs) Sorry. Great minds think alike, Tyler. Yeah. You mean to tell me, and full spoiler ahead, that Nick Fury has been, what's it, a scroll this entire time? Yes. Because he needed a vacation. What the hell did Nick Fury need a vacation for? He was snapped. He didn't do anything except for show up at Tony Stark's fucking funeral. What do you need a goddamn vacation for, I mean, for, he could bro? at least show up to the final battle with, like, a pistol or a machine gun, you know? Do something. Well, that, that did happen. What? You remember? That, that did happen, but it was just, uh... It was oh. just a barrage by Jake oh, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like, look, I like the Ben Mendelsohn uh, scroll, Talos. I think he's funny. And the scene by itself is funny. You know, he starts complaining. He doesn't know the answers and all that. But if you take it in the greater sense of the movie and in a, of the universe, you're telling me Nick Fury, who has secrets upon secrets, upon coming back to life, finding out Tony Stark gave his life to save everyone, uh, Hulk is crippled, Black Widow's dead, and Captain America is basically old enough to be retired at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go on vacation in space. That's what I need. Yep. Because it does ruin a lot of scenes in the movie. So when Nick Fury first meets Peter in Venice and he starts complaining about, hey, all my intel, all my informants are gone after the snap. I come back. I know nothing. Like, does Nick Fury actually mean that? Or is that just Talos making up some bullshit? Or how about the fact that Talos knew Happy's secret code? Yeah, that's true, too. If he actually knew what it was, did, like, the Nick Fury tell him or not? Or was he just going along with it, you know? Yeah, or is he, the scroll really thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah, so, again, by itself, it's a funny scene. But in the greater sense, it does not make sense for Nick Fury. Now, I've heard no. rumors that, and ideas being thrown around, that what Nick Fury is doing is, because of Thanos and the greater cosmic threat, he is actually in space trying to set up a space, like, a galactic version of shield i haven't read the comics but basically the the sword 
is what I keep seeing. Like, oh, they might be doing that, whatever. Uh, so yeah. maybe he is. I don't know if he has a couple more movies left in his contract. I would hope so. Yeah. Like, if it turns out, oh, no. I, yeah, I was taking a small break, but no, I've actually built this global, like, no, galactic, multi-planet organization. Then fine, it makes sense. But right now, Nick Fury's not the guy to pretend to be sitting on a beach. No, absolutely not. Also, what's the uh, what's the girl's name? Maria Hill? As far yep. as we know, she's not on the ship, so where is she? Good question. And uh, I gotta say, Talos needs to find better people. He hired the shadiest, shadiest people. Like the bus driver and all that. They, 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 those are some shady motherfuckers. That's very true. Very, very true. But, yeah, I mean, you already said it, but yeah, that was my main negative for me. I think overall this is a really great movie, but I guess we gotta see what Phase 4 has for that post credit scene. But otherwise, you know, I, I said it to you when I first saw it, and after thinking about it, I'm still gonna stand by it. I do think this is the best live-action Spider-Man movie ever. I don't know what you're smoking, Tyler, but I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Is is Spider-Man 3 your favorite movie? You're damn right it isn't. Obviously, it's the original Spider-Man. I mean, Willem Dafoe did do a great Green Goblin. He absolutely did. But we're not comparing Spider-Man movies today. We'll start to wrap up. Mike, since this is the end of Phase 3 now, how do you feel uh, Far From Home is compared to the rest of Phase 3? Because Phase 3 is pretty big. Phase 3 is huge compared to the rest of It is like half of the universe. uh, universe. But I feel like it definitely lives up to it. Um, It's definitely top tier. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's most certainly up there. Yeah, I kind of agree with you here. Well, I do think it's the best Spider-Man movie. I don't think it's the best Phase 3 movie because... Going up against Phase 3 movies, there's a lot of heavy competition. But oh, you're right, it is up there. It is up there with Infinity War, Civil War, Endgame. It's, and it's definitely one of the better MCU movies. But I wouldn't say the best. Agreed. And I feel we both can say we uh, highly recommend seeing this movie, if you haven't seen it yet. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely a must-see for the summer, or end of the summer as we are approaching the very last of it. I mean, Jesus, it's, it's only mid-July yet. Don't tell me summer's over yet. Not, not entirely, but, you know. I, I, I don't like winter. Back to school shopping has already begun, Tyler. Back to school shopping has already begun. Okay, for you, I'm not in school. Yeah, nor am I, but still seeing the signs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. when you see that uh, patio furniture go on clearance, you know, summer truly is over, I guess. Yep, but that's enough about the back to school. We want to know what you guys think about Spider-Man Far From Home. And you guys have a variety of options. One, if you really want to, send us a nice formal email at entertainmentexpansionoutlook.com. And the second, if you want to be a little bit less formal, come on into the inner circle, send us a direct message, or drop a comment in our latest post. And you too could be featured on the next episode of entertainment expansion we look forward to hearing from you that is right that is right we have multiple ways now for you to contact us and actually mike we almost forgot but we actually did get a few comments that we do need to mention on air there we go so we do have some comments on our youtube channel so there you go uh for our Sazam video from a while back but we did get some answers that we did want to share so the title of the video, at least on YouTube, was, you know, is Shazam better than Aquaman? Robert Lockhead said, yes, but having a movie that's better than Aquaman isn't that hard to do. 
Mike, I feel you disagree with him on this one, but that's debatable. I mean, Aquaman's not the greatest movie ever made, but mm-hmm. considering all the turmoil that the current DCEU is in, Aquaman was definitely one of the better ones. Okay, fair point. We have Max Contreras. Short answer, yes. Nice and simple. And lastly, we had Most Theatrical, who said, answer, no. Shazam was funny, but it's not better than Aquaman. Aquaman was more adventure and action, while Shazam was just a kid trying to find his lost mother. Only time the movie was funny was when Zach Levi was on screen. Ash Angel, whatever his name is, wasn't funny at all. So, obviously, based off that comment, feels that he's more for the wider globe-trotting movies that Aquaman was. And he is right. There is more adventure in Aquaman. You know, they're traveling around the world. You have Atlantis. And Shazam is just basically in Philly. Definitely agreeable on that one. I mean, Shazam was definitely a fun movie, but on the grand scale of... It's a small one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would have disagreed with him about the uh, the kid. I thought the kids were pretty funny. And, I mean, we're all in agreement. Zachary Levi is pretty funny. Agreed. Definitely good for the role. Yep. So, yeah, as, as we just mentioned, if you have any thoughts, just let us know. And it can be read on the air. But, otherwise, that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, thank you for listening, and see you next week.